Welcome to You Know What? Musings with Chanel Eric Beshola, the podcast where we endeavor to know better, be better, and do better by examining our lives and the ways in which we navigate the spaces where we find ourselves. I'm your host, Chanel, and I thank you for being here. Before we go any further, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast so that you won't miss any episodes and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Musings with Chanel. Are you about to do that? Good. Hey, 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 it's another week, another episode. How are you doing? How are you feeling? How are you? I'm happy that you decided to join me and I am so pleased to be here. Now, I'm going to keep it 100 with you before we get into the topic for this week and all that good stuff. The past week for me has been real. Too real. There were so many things going on, coming from every direction. And some of it darn well blindsided me, to be honest with you. And in the midst of it all, I felt like, uh, I don't have the energy to do this podcast thing this week. Like, how do you put yourself in the headspace to bring light, right? Like I try to do in this podcast. When what you really want to do is pull the covers over your head, cozy up, and just go to sleep. It takes a certain calm, a certain quiet within me to hear the message that I'm trying to give in a particular podcast episode. And so there I was, navigating my own life and the spaces where I found myself, and thinking about my feelings, the experiences, how long I wanted to sit with them, and what the purpose was or is um, for all of this stuff that's been happening lately. And what I truly believe is that every single moment of our lives means something. Even when we're just sitting there, doing nothing, it's meaningful. All of it. What we say is important. What we don't say is also important. What we do is important. How we treat ourselves is important. And the way we show up for and treat others is also important. As you can tell, there are lots of important things happening in our lives on a daily basis, right? What I came to realize over the past few days is how necessary it is to know who you are and to know whose you are if you're religiously inclined and realize that when life brings you trials and challenges, you can either succumb and let it take you off the course that you're on to self-fulfillment, perhaps, success, happiness, whatever your goal is, or You can take that trial and that challenge and the lessons that are coming with it and let that be your fuel to stay on the path to the good life and to keep pressing on and going towards the things that you want to achieve. When you know who you are and you know that your life has purpose and you know that you're well-intentioned and you know that you're putting the work in, Do not let the distractions and the noise get to you. See those situations for what they are and don't buy into it. Further to that, don't let anyone else think that they can tell you who you are. 
do the necessary inner work so that you can know yourself for yourself. Surround yourself with those that love and care about you. People who want to see you win. Keep your eyes on the prize. That's what I would like to encourage you to do. And that's exactly what I've been doing. Part of that is me keeping my eyes on the prize that is this podcast. And all of the good work that I know that I'm doing here. This is absolutely a labor of love. And this podcast is meant to be a service. And meant to be of service. To you, the listener. I am here solely to bring some of myself, my experiences, the way I process life, to you. So that hopefully, one day, someday, something that I say is going to resonate with you and impact your life or your perspective in a positive way. And I know that I'm also going to learn a lot about myself along the way, and I also learn from some of you as well. So that was kind of a long intro, I guess, depending on what you think long is. With that being said, I think we're ready to get into this week's episode. You know what? Sometimes you need to bet on yourself and take a chance on you. The reasons why we're sometimes so quick to work for and believe in others, but slow to see our own gifts and value ourselves are way beyond me. Because we are absolutely worth the self-investment. Why is it that we tend to not give ourselves the same patience and the same grace that we give to others while they're figuring out their stuff and working towards their goals. Why is it so hard sometimes for us to believe in and take a chance on ourselves? Now, I want to jump right into the motivation for this week, but I feel like we definitely need a disclaimer here, right? Because I'm saying, you know, take a chance on yourself. So here goes. Taking a chance on yourself in the context that we'll be discussing it during this episode does not mean signing up for something you know for a fact you're incapable of doing because you lack the knowledge, skills, or background to do it, and you know that you can't even begin to figure it out. Taking a chance does not mean wasting your own time or the time of those around you because you knowingly oversold your ability to do a particular thing that you know nothing about. That's not what we're talking about here. On this podcast, we are not about deceiving ourselves or deceiving others. Not at all, right? You don't want to be out there betting on yourself in an area where you know you have nothing to offer. You know what I mean? Instead of that, when I say bet on yourself and take a chance on you, I'm saying that we should get more comfortable coming from a place where we're able to believe in our abilities and know what we're able to offer and achieve if we apply ourselves. Commit to the task and do the work, the research, seek the counsel, whatever it takes to get it done. In order to effectively take a chance on yourself, 
You need to have the tools to figure it out, whatever it is. And you run with that. Have you ever noticed that when we're faced with a particular task or challenge that takes us out of our comfort zone, that sometimes, a lot of the times, there's apprehension there? Actually, I haven't given any definitions yet for this episode, so this is a good time for us to pause. What's apprehension? According to Oxford Dictionary, apprehension is anxiety or fear that something bad or unpleasant will happen. So let me run that sentence back for you. Have you ever noticed that when we're faced with a particular task or challenge that takes us out of our comfort zone, that sometimes, a lot of the times, we experience anxiety or fear that something bad or unpleasant will happen if we embarked on or tried to do that thing? No, I know. Yes, We are good at the things that we already know to do, right? But we're talking about what happens when something new is brought to us, something different. Sometimes these new things energize us and we're ready to immediately jump right in. But other times, well, we might experience some of this anxiety and self-doubt. We may shy away from the task or the endeavor to save ourselves the stress and the drama. Or at least that's what we say to ourselves, when really what's happening a lot of the time is that we are so afraid to fail that we're refusing to even try. So it becomes easier to support someone else who's taking a chance rather than just having that confidence in ourselves sometimes to take a chance too. Do you see where I'm going with this? So far, personally, I'd say that my life has been purposeful. I've done many things that I'm pleased with, but I still carry feelings about the things that I did not do because of fear and self-doubt. Let me hit you with another definition. Self-doubt, a lack of confidence in oneself and one's abilities. Thanks, Oxford Dictionary. So why are we so afraid to believe in ourselves and what we can achieve sometimes? What makes us so scared to try that we rob ourselves of the opportunity to learn and to win? Now I know, sometimes we are going to fail. But is that really always such a bad thing? Isn't growth found in the whole getting back up and dusting ourselves off and taking the lessons that we could have only learned from that experience And then using that as fuel for the next thing, for the next time. Real talk, I'm really tired of the way self-doubt has us playing ourselves. Seriously. Why are we out here trying to stifle our own growth? Think about it. How much negative self-talk do you do on a daily basis? And then think about how many affirmations do you speak into your life on a daily basis? How often are you tearing yourself down and doubting yourself instead of lifting yourself up? Let's approach it this way. I think years ago I read this in a book somewhere, and the book is escaping me right now. It was probably one of Ian Levanzant's books, maybe, I forget. But anyway, it was addressing the way that we speak to ourselves and the question of, 
would you still be friends with the person who said to you half of the negative, discouraging things that you say to yourself? What would that be like? And how would you feel if you had a friend who was an enemy of your growth, your progress, of all the good things that are waiting for you on the other side of whatever it is that that particular friend is convincing you that you can't do, or the room they're convincing you that you don't belong in, or the better version of yourself that they're convincing you that you cannot be. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't think I would want that kind of person around me every day. So why is it that we're okay to be that person to ourselves? And how do we work on improving the way that we speak to and think about ourselves? Like really, why are we stopping ourselves from doing the things that we would like to do and from getting the things that we deserve? Why don't we bet on ourselves more often? Being the non-therapist that I am, I imagine there are numerous books and studies about this. And you know, there may be a bit of the imposter phenomenon, also known as the imposter syndrome, at play here. So for those of you who are unfamiliar but would like to get familiar with that term, you are in luck because I'm going to share the definition of imposter syndrome and some context right about now. I'm reading a little bit from an article entitled Overcoming Imposter Syndrome written by Gil Corkendale and published in the Harvard Business Review back in 2008. That feels like a really long time ago, doesn't it? Especially since it feels like 2020 has been going on for like 10 years already. (laughs) Anywho, here's what Gil Corkendale wrote. Imposter syndrome can be defined as a collection of feelings of inadequacy that persist despite evident success. Imposters suffer from chronic self-doubt and a sense of intellectual fraudulence that override any feelings of success or external proof of their competence. They seem unable to internalize their accomplishments, however successful they are in their field. In the article, she also mentioned that some common thoughts and feelings associated with imposter syndrome include thoughts like, I must not fail, I feel like a fake, it's all down to luck, it was a fluke, and, you know, success is no big deal. Then the article went further and shared some ways that one could mitigate the negative effects of imposter syndrome, such as recognizing imposter feelings when they emerge, rewriting your mental programs and giving yourself more grace when you need to figure stuff out instead of always thinking you're going to be found out or exposed for not knowing. Another one is talking about your feelings of being an imposter, considering the context that how you might feel in certain moments does not represent the totality of who you are. Reframing failure as a learning opportunity. Being kind to yourself. Seeking support and visualizing success. This is all great information. I know. 
you're welcome. <laughs> but don't thank me, like thank the author who wrote the article and summarized all that good stuff. All right, so we've been moving along pretty well for this episode so far. So let's take a minute. Let's switch gears. May I interest you in shooting a few stars my way, preferably five stars, and leaving a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts? (laughs) I mean, you would lose nothing to do that. And I would gain a little bit of motivation to keep the episodes coming. So yeah, leave a review, leave five stars preferably, and let me know what you're thinking about the podcast. And if you're enjoying it, then please recommend it to like-minded people. Let's grow this little community that we have here, you know? Sounds good? Good. I enjoyed springing that on you when you're thinking about imposter syndrome and all these other things, um, just to make sure you're paying attention. (laughs) So where was I? Okay, so we talked about a few different things, and then we got into the imposter syndrome. And so next, I wanted to share with you, you know, like what I've been thinking about this year. So this year I turned 30, right? And what I've come to realize And this year, I'm coming to realize many things. But one of the things that I came to realize this year, and in my years on earth, is that no one person has all the answers, no matter how together they may seem. We're all just figuring it out. So it makes me wonder why it's so hard for us to take a chance on ourselves, bet on ourselves, Um, trust and believe that we can achieve certain things when everyone is basically trying to figure it out the same way that we are. Why are we so hard on ourselves when we're the ones who are in the figuring it out space? Why are we so hard on ourselves? Personally, the fact that no one has it all together, gives me comfort more than it causes me to panic because it makes me feel somewhat at ease to know that I could take a breath, apply what I know, be creative with what I think next steps might be, right? Consult who I need to, when and if I need to, and then take action. That reality makes me want to bet on myself even more. We really need to stop lying to ourselves and feeling as though everyone else has it together except us. Social media especially plays a role in making us feel that way, but it's simply not true. We're all human beings, right? And we all like to present ourselves well. The world is a stage and we're not exactly shouting our deficiencies and challenges from the rooftop, are we? When you're down in the dumps and lacking the confidence to take a leap of faith and take a chance on yourself and bet on yourself, It's easy to look at other people and decide that the grass is greener for them. But how would you know? How do you know? Why does it even matter? The fact is that you don't live that person's life and you don't know what it's really like even when you think you do. So why use what you think their experience is to limit what you think you can do? Or 
to influence how you feel about yourself and your accomplishments and what you can do with your future. Another person's accomplishments should not limit what you think you can do. Independent events. The comparison can do you no good if you're using it to beat yourself up. And I've been there before and I've done that. And sometimes I still have to stop myself if, if I find that I'm starting to think that way. And in the moment, I ask myself, how is this serving me? And there's never really a good answer. It doesn't serve me. And now I know some people have role models that appeal to them for specific reasons. Maybe it's the role model's career trajectory. Maybe it's because they juggle, you know, being a single parent or a working parent or they're an amazing you know, son or daughter or sibling or whatever it is. People have different role models for different reasons, right? There's something in that person that you might like. That makes sense. But I'd like to know that even then, you only know the qualities shown to you. You don't know that person completely. You don't know their entire life story their secrets. You just don't, even if you think you do. A lot of people are amazing at a lot of things, but that doesn't mean that they're amazing at everything. That doesn't mean that they have all of the answers for everything that is happening in their lives all the time. Trust me, they're figuring something out just like you. Be willing to believe in and bet on yourself the same way you do those people that you hold in high regard. Have confidence in yourself. Own your accomplishments up to this point. Take a step back and be proud of how far you've come. Be energized by the promise of where you're going and be your own hype man. If you've gotten to this point already in your life, and you keep pushing, then who knows how far you'll go. So that's it. That's my motivation for us this week. That's the pep talk. Keep pushing. Keep trying. Take a chance on you. Bet on yourself. You might fail, true, but you might also have an amazing breakthrough. And you'll never know if you don't try. Go with confidence. Don't strive for perfection. That's not attainable. Strive to do your best. Be your best. And let the doubt and the fear that you might feel be your fuel. Focus on your strengths. Seek to strengthen your weaknesses. And when life gives you the opportunity to achieve or attempt something that you've never done before, go for it. You've got this. Be good. Be safe. Be blessed. And take care. Until next time.